This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Father, we just give you praise and glory this morning as I come to deliver the word. I thank you that I trust in you, Holy Spirit, to do this. I give you all praise, all honor, all glory in advance. I thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, and all those who agree say, Amen. Well, good morning, Christian Family Church. The title of my message this morning is Corruption. It's not what you think it is. Well, maybe it is. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a timely message. I've got so many great examples I can use. But let me start off by saying this, first of all, that I'm talking on the subject. This is part of my Freedom Series, Freedom Series, and uh, this is part one, and tonight I'll be talking on part two. And uh, I'm talking about corruption. So let me give you, by means of illustration, quickly what it is that I want to talk about this morning. Number one is that if you would, for example, see a, a metal pole, a steel pole planted at the seaside in, say, Durban, for example, then because of the atmosphere, because of the salt in the air, because of the humidity and the moisture in the air, that metal pole is subject to corruption. And that corruption is called rust. And so it rusts away and eventually it changes the way that you look at that metal pole. We can also see it, for example, if I were to refer to wooden poles. So wooden poles, for example, would um, be subject to the elements out there, the wind, the weather, and it would weather away in time. And so because of the weathering, corruption sets in and the pole doesn't look the same. In our lives today, we also see the same thing, that it is possible that you have corruption in your life. Your, 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 the greed for money, for example. Or, the greed, or, 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 or lusting after, for example, pornography. Or for things that you shouldn't be doing. And corruption sets in in your life because of these unnatural desires. You have a, a lust for money. You have a lust for women, you have a lust for power, you have a lust for authority, you have a lust for Lamborghinis or whatever it might be. And so, corruption, what corrupts this morning is the question. What corrupts, and I want to focus this morning on the word corruption. As I said, this is part of a freedom series that I'm teaching because there are so many people that are caught in corruption. I'm talking about corruption of the flesh. And many people are caught in this and they are in bondage and they are not free. And it is important that we are free. Because you see, if you are in bondage or in corruption, you cannot fulfill your destiny in life. You see, you cannot be a great leader in the church or serve in the church if you have corruption in your life. Come on now, anybody out there. And if I have corruption, I cannot be fulfilled. And if I cannot be fulfilled, I cannot discover my purpose. And if I cannot discover my purpose, I cannot be free. And if I'm not free, I cannot lead in the area of the church or in any area of life. So we need to be free because the Bible says that the truth shall set you free. So this morning, we're speaking about corruption and what corrupts. 
So go, let's go to my first scripture in Galatians 6 verse 8. I'm reading from the New King James and it says, For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. So what corrupts? Yes, two alternatives, two options, two possible outcomes. Number one is that if I sow to the flesh, the things of the flesh, like the metal pole, like the wood pole, it will wither or it will succumb to rust and it will change its composition or the way that it looks. If I sow to the flesh, I am guaranteed that I will reap corruption. So if it, if it is something like power that you desire or you, 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 you just want more and more money, if, you, if that is what you're sowing after into the flesh, the things of the flesh, it will bring corruption and you will reap corruption. So if you want to know what is it, what, what brings on corruption, it's the things of the flesh that brings corruption. Secondly, I sow to the spirit. Second alternative. If I sow to the spirit, I will reap everlasting life. Now that seems to be the better one. If I sow to the flesh, I will reap corruption. If I sow to the spirit, I will reap everlasting life. So let me quickly look at two more scriptures as I lay a foundation for us this morning. We just saw that I said that a metal object that's, that succumbs to corruption, it's called rust. And wooden poles, for example, that succumbs to corruption, is, it's being weathered by the, the atmosphere or, or the condition that it finds itself in. And so it is also that we... Uh, corruption comes to us by means of lust. Lust for money, lust for the things of the world, lust for power, lust for position, lust for many things. I don't want to say the obvious things. So look at the scripture here in 2 Peter 1 verse 4. Corruption that is in the world through lust. Corruption is there because of lust. You cannot have enough. It says here also in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 6. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? So let me explain this scripture here in 1 Corinthians. For example, how many of you have baked bread before? I mean, you made it, you didn't go to spa, you know. You, you baked the bread before. How many of you know people that's baked the bread before? How many of you think you know what it means? Okay, all right, so everybody. Great, wonderful. So, what you would do is, it, it just, just uh, endure me for a second here, is that you would mix the ingredients together and you would form a dough. But this dough, if it lacks leaven or yeast, it will just become a flat bread. Okay? So that beautiful uh, uh, bread that you see in, in, in the spa, you won't have that if you don't have leaven in it. So what happens is that at a certain point in the baking or the preparation process, not the baking, in the mixing of the ingredients process, you have to only add a little bit of leaven or yeast. And the purpose of the yeast is to corrupt the, 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 the lump of dough. And it corrupts it by punching holes into the dough and it creates holes or oxygen pockets and thus it causes it to rise and so the next morning you would leave it for the little bit of leaven that you mixed in to permeate the whole lump of dough 
And then the next morning, you would flatten it again, and you bring it down to size, but it has been corrupted. And so now when you bake it, that corruption in this case then causes the bread to rise. So here it says in the scripture, your glorying is not good. So in other words, family, your boasting is not good. You saying, look what I've achieved is not good. And if you base your whole life on the things that you've done or the glorying of what you've achieved, be careful that this thing is not going to run away with you. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? A little bit of sin is going to infiltrate or permeate your whole life. You think you've got it under control. You see, when you add the yeast in the beginning, you don't see anything happening. It happens overnight. It happens over a period. And in the same way, when you add sin into your life, you think you've got it under control. Well, I'm only reading one page of pornography a day. Not the whole book. I mean, some people, they read the whole book. I only read one page. I've got it under control, Pastor Johnny. I can stop whenever I want to. I'm only stealing a million rand a day. Not like some people, 10. I'm building at least one house and take 99. Some people take all 100. And you think you've got it under control. I don't know why I went there, but in any case, just makes for a good illustration. And you think you've got it under control. But if you allow sin in your life, pretty soon it's going to want to control the whole lump. If you give the devil a lift, pretty soon it's going to want to drive. And so we've got to be careful. Your glory is not good. Do you not know that the little leaven will leaven the whole lump? Do not play with sin. Do not play with corruption. Why is this important? Why am I saying this to you this morning? This is not a, a corrective message. This is more a message of you need to be free. You see, you cannot be effective if you're in bondage. Because that thing is controlling your mind all the time. You need to be free. We want you to be free. And we're going to help you to be free. Because we need your leadership. We need your participation. We need your support. We need you to help us to get to the next step. So we need to be free. So in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33 and 34, I read from the New King James, it says this, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Let me, let me break down that scripture into five points for you. Please take notes. Please take notes um, so that you can remember these or use them. Number one, do not be deceived. Family, corruption will deceive you that it is the right thing. It will tell you. Everything will speak to the fact it's the right thing. I mean, look how God is blessing me. Do not be deceived by sin or corruption. I'm talking about corruption of the flesh. Do not be deceived. For a moment, it's going to be enjoyable. How do I know this? Because all of you enjoyed sin before you came to the Lord. Because if it wasn't pleasurable, you would not do it, right? That's sin, that thing, I don't like it. 
Now you liked it. Now you're all holy, I know. You know that. But we liked sin before, but for a period. Because when you realize this thing is corrupting my whole life, that's why you came to the Lord and said, enough is enough. I need to start afresh. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise if you're going to do that. So number one, do not be deceived. Number two, evil corrupts. Evil will corrupt your life. That is its mission, to corrupt you. Number three, awake to righteousness. Awake to the things of God. If you're in the church and corruption has got you, and it's deceiving you, and it is corrupting you, you need to awake to righteousness. How do I do that? Well, tonight I'm going to be talking about that. Distinguish yourself. You need to distinguish yourself. You need to look. A lot of people say, yeah, you Christians are all two-faced. Tonight I'm going to show you, no, we're four-faced. <laughs> awake to righteousness. Awake to the things of God. I promise you, in the long run, it is way better. You see, like that wood or metal, corruption will even taint your outward appearance. I can't believe it's the same guy. Look how old he is. And when you got born again, they say, I can't believe it's the same guy. Look how young he is. Number four. Do not sin. So once I'm aware and I'm awake to righteousness, don't sin. You see, the scripture says in Philippians 2 verse 13, God is working in me. It's not in my notes, but you can write this down. God is working in me, giving me both the power and the desire to do what pleases him. God is giving me the power and the desire. The word power is the word energio. He gives me the energy, the willingness, okay, and the philo, the determination to do what pleases him. So God, take over my life. You give me the power. You give me the determination to do what please you. Okay? Do not sin. Number five. Some do not want to know the truth. You see, there are some people that are sitting even perhaps here today that know that corruption is wrong, know that this lifestyle is wrong, know that this sowing to the flesh is the wrong way, that this will not lead to everlasting life. They know that, but they're not willing to change. So let's look at it from the Amplified Classic Edition. I love this translation. Verse 33 says, Do not be so deceived or, and misled. Evil companionship, communion, or associations corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. Awake from your drunken stupor and return to sober sense and your right minds and sin no more. For some of you have not the knowledge of God. You are utterly and willfully and disgracefully ignorant and continue to be so, lacking the sense of God's presence and all the true knowledge of him. I say this to your shame. So let me give you seven things evil does to corrupt us. Number one, evil misleads and corrupts without a doubt. Evil will mislead you and corrupt you. If you're involved in evil things, family, it will mislead you and it will corrupt you. 
Second thing, some associations and communions are evil. There are some relationships and clubs or fellowships that you attend that are not good for you. And if you know that they are incorrect, they are they, they're evil, you need to get away from them. But Pastor Johnny, this is where we go and we race at 200 kilometers on the N1 to uh, Polakwane and uh, with, the, with the Lambo Club and the, and the Porsche Club and this guy. You're breaking the law, man. Evil associations and communions, they are evil. Break away from those relationships that is causing you to sin. If your Facebook is causing you to sin, shut it down. If your, if, if, if your access to websites is causing you to sin, shut it down. Secondly, make yourself accountable. Give your wife or your spouse or somebody your phone and your laptop and all your passwords and say, you can go on to, I encourage you, go on to my website and check out all the time what I'm doing. Keep yourself accountable. I promise you, you've got to be brazen to do the things that you're doing, knowing that they're watching you. Just be accountable. Number three, evil depraves good manners, morals, and character. I can preach on that one for a week. Evil depraves. In other words, evil causes you to lack good manners, just simple things, having a regard for people, not trying to drive over people in the road, but just to have good manners. Good morning. Thank you. I appreciate that. Won't you go first? Good manners. Good morals. All of a sudden, I just read in the news about the very commission that's supposed to protect us is the one that wants to pursue the church. How does that work? The very moral fabric of society is being, being, being diluted through the actions and everything is just good. Everything is just whatever I want. That's what we got to get back to freedom, family. That is bondage. That's not freedom. That's not bond. That's not freedom. That's bondage. We need to get back to freedom. So evil deprives good manners, morals, and then your character. Eventually from your, your good manners to your morals and then your character. Number four, evil makes you incoherent. In other words, evil is like a drug. It will make you drunk. Now, you know, right, before Christ, you guys were doing these kind of things, right? Okay, maybe not you. I did. And I remember those days before the Lord, and I'm not proud of that, but I'm using it for illustration purposes. That's the benefit of this exercise, is that, um, is that when you're intoxicated, when you're drunk, when you're incoherent, is that you cannot really know what's right and wrong. Everything seems, that's okay. In actual fact, when you're drunk, you think you can run into a wall. You think you can drive into a wall. You don't drive a car when you're drunk. You aim it. Yes, just missed that one. Where did he come from? So evil makes you drunk. So that you cannot see the reality of it. And it usually comes too late when you hit it head on. And then it's too late. Number five. Evil overrides the goodness of God. Everything else seems better. 
evil overrides the goodness of God. When you know how good God has been to you. But I mean, it's so tempting. This and that and the flesh and doing the works of the flesh. So evil overrides the goodness of God and it seems like it's better. Surely this is what God intended me to do. No. You see, it deceives you. Evil deceives you. So that you stay in bondage and that's exactly where the devil wants you. So that you cannot find uh, you cannot fulfill your purpose, you cannot discover your purpose, you cannot feel fulfilled, you cannot be free in that area so that you can serve and do the things of God. Number six, evil causes me utterly, willfully, and disgracefully continue to be so. So in other words, evil causes me to be utterly, to continue in my way that I do things. In other words, I, am, I don't care about the consequences. In actual fact, I'm not even aware that there they are consequences. I'm just, I'm just doing whatever I want. This is my new life. This is the way I do it. This is what evil does to you. It causes you to utterly continue to do whatever you want to do. Secondly, it causes you to willfully do something. Wow. In other words, you know what's wrong, but you're still going to do it. You know what's wrong. And yes, there is forgiveness. 1 John 1 verse 9, I can repent and ask for forgiveness. But how many of you know also that if I do it 10 times a day, you're in bondage? <laughs> yeah, but Pastor John, at least every time I, get, I use the scriptures. Yeah, but you're using it like a mantra. You know, just to say, Father, thank you that you forgive me. Thank you. Ooh, I'm so sorry in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo. There's no faith in that. Causes me to be utterly and willfully and disgracefully continue to do so. In other words, the things that we sometimes do because of corruption is disgraceful. And we are children of the most high family. We have a higher standard. We have, we're not two-faced, we are four-faced. Tonight I'm going to talk about that. But we are to be exceptional in what we do. We've got to live uh, an exceptional lifestyle. We cannot disgrace ourselves and the kingdom of God and the church. And too many people are doing that. It's time to become free. Amen. Evil causes us to lose the sense of God's presence. Evil causes us to lose the sense of God's presence. In other words, you will not feel like God is close to you. If you do not experience the presence of God anymore, the Bible says very clearly that if we offend the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us from the born again experience, but if you want to make evil the companion in your body, in your temple, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will not dwell there and he will leave. And he will only return once he's invited back. So family, what we do is we think that we can on Sundays live for God and Monday to Saturday we can live with the devil. And we think that it is a simple switch that I can switch off. You are deceived. You are misled. God will not occupy the same space as the devil. Amen. It's either him or nothing else. And so he will leave. But we can once again repent, ask for forgiveness, and we have to invite the Spirit of God back so that we once again can sense the presence of God in everything that we do. In everything that we do. This is something that I'm dealing with 
that in the time when, when there is scarcity in the land, we have become stingy. And in the time where there is scarcity in the land, we need to be generous. Do you even tip your waiter? Do you tip the guy that fills up your car? No, I pay for the fuel. And it's so expensive, no hole. Do you tip them? Not the one rand coin that you took like three minutes to find. Where's that one rand? I saw it here somewhere. You know. Hey, Baba, thank you. The guy says, and then? <laughs> Give him 20 rand. Give him 50 rand. I dare you. Be generous. But the guy was there for one minute. I sat in the car. Give him 10 bucks. Push yourself. Be generous. Don't let evil corrupt you. Don't let the, the economy of the world dictate your mindset and the way that you should think. Don't be two-faced. Be four-faced. Amen? So, so evil causes us to lose the sense of God's presence. Be a blessing. Not bless people. You know what I mean. Be a blessing. Godly way. So what is your next step? Pastor Johnny, I'm here today. I want to be free. I feel like there's corruption in, in my life. It might be just small currently, a little bit of leaven, but I can see where this is going. It's going to consume me completely. Whether it's lust for power, for money, for women, for this, for that, for whatever it is, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. And so today, I'm asking you, I'm, I'm asking the question on your behalf, what is my next step? What do I do? I want to be free in this area. First of all, you need to get free. We have to acknowledge that because people that are free are people that know and have discovered their purpose. People that, have, that know and discover their purpose feel fulfilled. People that are fulfilled serve in the church and help to raise and to grow the church to the next level. I want, we want, need people that are free that are not corrupt in Jesus' name. Amen? I thought I would get a bigger amen on that one there because everybody wants to be free. The next step that you should do is you should grow. And you're going to see over the next couple of weeks, for example, on the 24th of November, we're starting with our growth leadership intensive. We're going to change, uh, talk to all our leaders, and then we're going to implement something new in the new year in the church from the first weekend of January. We're going to start changing things. We're going to get you to find fulfillment, find your purpose. You know how many people do not know their purpose? Your first, the day when you got born again, that was your first purpose. The second purpose in life is when you discover what you were created for. What were you created for? What is your purpose? Be free in that area so that you can serve on the dream team. Every head bowed. This is not the altar call yet. But this morning I spoke about discovering your purpose. And I spoke about how corruption can rip that from your hand. How corruption perhaps has taken it from you. And this morning, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I'm asking you, if you've been the subject of corruption and you want to be free so that you can fulfill your destiny, discover purpose, so that you can contribute to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. If that is you today, then I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But inside, I want you to acknowledge it in your heart right now. Say that's me, if that's you. If it's you. It's not everybody. This is not a call for everybody. But it is for some. 
Because too many people today, even in the church, I'm not worried about the world yet, just in the church, are subject to corruption. And I want you to be free. I want you to take the next step. Pastor Johnny, yes, I, I want to be free. How do, I, how do I move forward? The next step for you is the following. If you've acknowledged there's an element of corruption or there's a huge part of corruption in my life and I want to be free from that, then I'm going to invite you directly after the service to meet with me. Your right-hand side, the very top office, um, there's, a, there's a room there that only those that want to be free or that feels that corruption is pulling them down and they want to settle the score once and for all, if that is you, then I'm going to ask you to meet me directly after the service. Directly after the service, meet me in that room. Your right hand side, the very top room there. I'll be there and I'll be waiting for you. Because we need to be free, family. Discover your purpose. Become a productive member of the church. Serve in the kingdom of God. Say no to corruption. Corruption of the flesh. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.